Are you working? What kind of work do you do? And I was afraid to be honest, but when, when I learned to talk to people one-on-one in groups and stuff like that, I, le- I learned how to, how to be around and, and, how to, and, and really just how to present myself. And I think when people learn how to present themselves correctly, they can sell. I mean, that's, that's, that's my best advice is just is learn how to talk and speak to people and you know, learn to understand and empathize and, to people. That's, that's my best advice. On today's episode, we talk about the business of personal training, how to sell yourself, and the key components into having the confidence to be able to portray to someone what your abilities are as a personal trainer, as a fitness professional, so on and so forth. I had a lot of fun with this episode. We had a special guest on. Let's get to the show. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Health and Hustle podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Corey Carpenter, as always, Todd Sable on the mic as well. We have a special guest in the house as well uh, today. So before we uh, introduce who that is, let's check in with Corey. Corey, what's going on this evening, man? Hi, man. I'm doing well. Just got home uh, from a nice long day of, uh, you know, the usual working. I'm excited to be back on the podcast, talking it up and um, hoping, and I'm I'm sure we're going to learn a lot of new and cool shit tonight. So. just excited to uh, record as always. Yeah, man, I'm excited as well. Uh, I'm really excited to get into the topic we have today uh, because we got a guy with a lot of expertise and uh, experience in, in the in the area. So, um, really, we'll just kind of get into it. We got Zach Matheny in the house with us today, um, or this evening, I should say. Um, he's been he's been on the on the podcast in the past um, with his uh, business partner for the OPPA, but um, a lot of things has changed since the last time we've had Zach on here. So. I'm just going to basically turn the mic over to Zach and uh, let him uh, talk about himself a little bit. What's going on, Zach? All right. What's up, guys? I appreciate you guys having me on. It's always good to get a little more face time with the boys. So uh, I'm I'm looking forward to tonight. But, you know, I'm just happy I'm back on. Shout out to Tyler Treadway. Our our next OPBA is coming up here, uh, second weekend of April. So that'll be fun. So be on the lookout for that. We're getting everything together for that right now. But uh, no, things have been good. Uh, fully trained, probably since the last time we talked, I was working full time at Cardinal Health, and uh, now I'm personal training full time. So that's that's been the big change in my life, and uh, things have been great. And uh, you know, I'm loving life right now, man. Training every day with you guys, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. So you know, I appreciate you guys having me on tonight. I'm ready to dig into it. So yeah, I'd like to start way back where you know where you just basically took us and where we left off last time you were on the podcast with, you know, um, being at Cardinal Health, working your full-time corporate gig, still hustling on the side and doing your thing and getting shit done. And then, you know, whether it was as quickly or as slowly as planned, um, you know, all into training. And through that time, you um, up your hours and which we'll get into all that kind of stuff too. But let's just kind of like, take it back to the beginning and kind of how you, how you handled all of that. Where were you at mentally? How are you now mentally compared to then? And kind of just, you know, walk us through that a little bit. Yeah, definitely. You know, it was, it's, I always reflect back on this, like the, the, the change in my mental state from how I was working a corporate gig and then how I am now. That's, you know, one thing I always reflect on is like, what was my mental state then and how am I now? And I'll be hundred percent honest with you guys. It's it's a hundred percent better. Um, you know, I, I kind of took that job because it's what I had to do at the time. And I, I'm thankful for that experience. And uh, it it was, it's the right job for the right person, but that wasn't for me. So, you know, to be 100% honest with you guys, I was fired from that job. And, you know, part of that reason was, was because my heart wasn't there and that's okay. You know, that wasn't for me. Um, my heart was in personal training and helping people. That's, you know, what I've defined as my driving purpose is that, you know, I want to help as many people as I can and, you know, be able to change the life I'm living right now. So, you know, I, I wasn't able to do that at, at Cardinal. So, I mean, what happened was I transitioned. I was doing the personal training part-time, running the OPBA with Tyler, working at Cardinal. And then, you know, there came to a point where, you know, my heart was out of it. And, uh, you know, I wanted to make that jump and that jump kind of pushed me off the ledge. So, you know, I had to roll with it. So that's where I'm at now, guys. And, uh, you know, I'm, to be honest with you, making a lot more money. Uh, my schedule is way more flexible. I mean, 
you know, I, I encourage anyone out there that, you know, is at that ledge that, you know, just go, you know, that's kind of where I was and I'm, uh, I'm in a lot better spot now. You know, it's, it's been great for me. So. That's, that's awesome, dude. Uh, I, I know I've, I've kind of you know, seen you a lot from throughout the journey and um, your, your happiness and your, you know, just your energy each day is definitely, is definitely changed since when you were still working the corporate job and, uh, I'm sure it was kind of nice. I mean, especially looking back on it, you know, with hindsight and everything, you're probably happy you got that push um, because you know yep. you, you may it may have taken a little bit more time if you you know if you weren't forced out of that. So, um, I mean, that's really cool, and um, I know you're doing really really well with it. So that that's one of the reasons we wanted to have you on um, because you know a, a lot of things in any whether you're an entrepreneur or not, you know, anything you're, you're trying to sell, sell your products, sell your services, sell yourself. Um, and I think that's a, that's a big thing we want to talk about today. I mean, obviously you've, you've been doing really well with that because I mean, you, you, you live, you live personal training, you live weightlifting, bodybuilding, power building, you know, with your, with your brand, with your personal brand and everything. So I think it's something we want to get into and, um, kind of talk about what's how, or how you built the success so early and so quickly that you have, um, you know, with, with your, uh, business. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, it's, it's funny you bring that up, Todd, because, you know, how I look at, you know, myself is, uh, it is I judge myself on how, how confident I am. And, uh, you know, what happened was that Cardinal, I wasn't confident in myself. And when I, when I transitioned to personal training full time, I became confident. And that's, I mean, to start it off, I mean, that's, that's how, that's how you sell yourself is being confident in yourself. And that's what I've always believed. So, you know, I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, grateful to be in the spot I am. And, you know, it's, uh, it's been good, but, you know, if, if we're transitioning over this way, you know, what I, I think a good start point of, you know, point, point to start at would be, uh, you know, confidence in yourself and learning how to sell yourself. If, uh, you know, maybe we dive a little bit into that to get, to get started. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know about cart, but I don't have any, any idea about sales <laughs> or anything like that. Like I've, I've literally bought like audiobooks about selling and you know, and stuff like that, which is some have been helpful. A lot of them, it's just, it seems like it's a lot, it's a lot of, um, you know, what you yeah. say and the right time to say it and things like that. But my biggest thing that I've struggled with is you don't want to come off as a sleazeball. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, you know what I mean? Because you, you don't want to, you want, you don't want to seem like you're there to make the quick buck. And this is something we can talk about later too, about being genuine and, you know, meaning things for the right reasons. But, um, I guess my, my really first question would be, how do you, how are you able to kind of do that and market yourself and try to sell yourself and whatever you whatever service you're, you're in, um, without seeming like you're just trying to make a quick dollar? Yeah, no, I think it's a, that's a good first question, Todd. I mean, the way I look at it is, uh, so I, I, I forgot to mention this too. I worked a little bit at uh, a corporate gym, Lifetime Fitness, uh, selling memberships. So I kind of got to see that side of things and I transitioned into personal training. And, um, you know, to be honest with you guys, I didn't feel connected to the customer when I was selling personal training because after I sold that or selling personal training, selling memberships, stuff like that, because after I sold that, I didn't see that person ever again. And then when I transitioned now over into personal training, I'm selling my my product. Okay. So, you know, kind of cut me out uh, or cut out that uh, middleman sales guy uh, in the personal training process. So I guess, you know, my big thing with that is, you know, I became more confident because like, I know what I'm selling. It's me, my product. And, you know, my whole thing is like, if I'm going to, I'm going to, I want you to believe in me and I'm going to believe in you and that's what's going to happen. And that's, that's kind of how I look at the transaction is it's a, it's a transaction of trust. Like trust me and I'll trust you and, you know, we'll get you going. So that's, that's how I see, you know, that initial selling process going. You know, Carl, I'm sure you probably go through similar things. Yeah, just one thing I think that I've kind of noticed over the past year or 18 months is that in the beginning, like, you know, Todd, how you said in the beginning, maybe how do you come off with, you know, selling but not looking like a skateboard or whatever it is. And, and Zach mentioned it's all about confidence. Well, in the beginning of the process, I noticed I didn't have any confidence at all. And it's not because I didn't know my shit. It's just I never, I had never taught my shit to someone else before. And so I knew my stuff worked, but I didn't know how to portray to them that it worked. So for me to try to sell personal training a year and a half or two years ago, I was selling them on an idea. Like, I know this worked for me. I think it'll work for you. That's how I was trying to sell it. 
but you obviously can't say those words. And then over time and the repetitions, and as you go through the client and the client and your your history and your clientele list builds up and you and you go through the process more, you develop that confidence through repetition and through preparation to where now when someone walks in the gym, I can confidently speak just like I am right now about every aspect of of the process of our personal training journey together and confidently tell them what they're going to experience and how it's going to go and where we're going to go together because I've done it already. So in the beginning, it's hard to confidently express that because you haven't maybe done it yet. But after, as you continue and continue down the road, the more you do it, the more confident you get, just like anything else, the more, the more you practice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny. You know, I remember the first time I called someone and you know, called and come in for you know a consultation and, it, funny enough, this, this client's actually still with me after uh, we just kind of had our one-year training anniversary, I guess, date. And I remember I called him. He comes in. He's like, yeah, let's go. And I was like, what? I was like, you know, obviously I didn't say that out loud. But, I I mean, I, I it was like the first transaction I, like, solely gave it myself. Like, you know, all right, I want you to believe in me, and I'm going to help you get to your goals. And still training with me today and it's uh his name's matt and he you know it's uh, i really appreciate him and it's it's just funny it, how it comes full circle now the carp like you said just getting the reps in and you know once that you you get that process down it's good so yeah i, th- I think w- one of the things i struggled with the most at the beginning was like i knew i knew i had the knowledge like i you know i was very confident in my knowledge base and the the, the results i could get with people but i didn't have the experience so that made me that made me almost try to knock myself down a couple of levels, be like, dude, you're like, you don't have, you don't have a reason to be confident yet. You haven't done anything. And I think that can affect people negatively at some points too. Um, but again, you just kind of got to throw yourself into the fire and, and, and put those reps in like you both have said. And I mean, it happens over time. I think, I think it, uh, you know, I think, I think it, it can do great things when you just kind of trust the process, have some patience and, but, you know, just constantly keep doing what you need to do every day. Um, so Zach, I, I think I think it's really interesting. I, I I would love to talk about it more as we get into this, but in terms of the selling process, like you know whether it was a, that corporate job when you're selling gym memberships or just what you're doing now, like I I don't want to give you I don't want you just to give us like a, a nine month business course in an hour, but like what are some of the, some of the aspects like that you that you've thought have been the most helpful from school? Yeah, so you know, on the side note, I actually went to school for finance and economics. So that was kind of my, my undergrad experience. So a lot of business courses there. Um, I really enjoyed my time learning all that. I just, uh, you know, some of the biggest things I took out of college were actually my last semester, I took a, a personal selling class and I solely took it because I was getting this, this uh, sales job. And I was like, you know, maybe, you know, what would hurt? I just picked it up last minute. It was like two, two credit hours once a week. And, uh, you know, the biggest thing I learned there is just, is, is believing in what you're selling. And, you know, that can be tough for some people, but you know, maybe once again, like I, when I was selling memberships, I didn't necessarily believe in what we were selling, but you have to be so confident in, in your process and, and what, and what you're trying to reach to your customer that, you know, the, the way of doing that is believing in yourself. And, and once again, back to the confidence thing, but I really think believing in, your abilities to get that product to the customer. I mean, it, I know we're not diving too deep into it, but that's that's an overview of you know that personal selling class. Was, it, I couldn't believe how much that we talked about confidence in that class. It, it, it was so harped on, but it, it, it's really just down to that, guys. Yeah, I think um, too. Maybe it's the difference in like you you know we touched on slightly last week about the difference in being a self-employed or being um, independently operated versus working at another gym. And when you're working at lifetime, um, you know, you're, it's, it's all part of a bigger operation. And then when you're doing, you know, what you're doing now, what I'm doing now, Todd, what you're doing now is you, um, you are, you know, from the start to finish, you're the brand. So it's easier to believe in what you're selling and then you can express that more confidently. And not that you weren't confident in sales, maybe in a corporate environment. It's just that, you know, it was, you weren't as passionate about it because once you sold them, you were selling them something that you weren't even like getting to witness or experience. Yeah. And I'll, real quick is like, you know, Carp, I know you can touch on this too, but specifically to like personal training is like, 
you know, I'm finding myself and I'm sure you are too, but I'm finding myself becoming more, more niche. And, you know, I think another big thing I took away from school was they re- we really talked about how important it is understanding your demographic. I, I mean, I know that seems so like, you know, duh, but it, I mean, I honestly, I had a, you know, here's a great example. I had a client come in, he came to me with some issues and honestly, my first thought was Todd and Todd, this is Chris. I, I know you remember that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just one of those things is like, you know, this person comes to me and, you know, I believe in my abilities, obviously, but I knew he would be a better fit and he wasn't my demo. So I sent him over to Todd and, you know, we obviously got him going on the right foot, Todd, but, um, you know, understanding who, who you work best with because business is a relationship. It's just a complex relationship and understanding the give and take between yourself and your, your customer, your client, whatever it be is uh is the most important thing and understanding what what's expected from both sides so and it's a good i think it's uh it was almost like a relief or a weight lifted off my shoulders when i actually realized that i fell into a niche or i did have a demographic or i did have like a specialty um because mm-hmm. in the beginning obviously you you want to theoretically you know take whatever you can get because you're just starting out and you don't have shit so you don't want to ever turn people away because you're afraid you may never get another person that walks through your door. And when you start to fall into that specialty and you start to get that crowd or that group of people that you work with and that you resonate with and that are coming to you and you're not having to search them out, when someone else walks through the door and you know right off the bat, not that you couldn't help them, but you know someone else that could help do a better job, it's much easier and you feel much better um, in saying, you know, I know someone that will be better suited for your needs. And in the beginning, I think that's hard to do. And I understand that. But you know, the the deeper into it you get, or the quicker you can accept the fact that you're not the best for everyone, even if you could help them. um, I think the easier it'll easier it'll be on you. Zach, I'm, I'm, I'm curious, because like, I mean, we have a lot of PTs on here. And I'm a little bit outside of the boat than you guys are, but like I, my, my niche obviously is in, you know, in people who are injured or want to move better or want to feel better or whatever. But like in terms of like age or whatever, I don't really have like a niche like that. What, how, how did you go about finding your niche? And then, and then like a follow-up question to that too is when you kind of figured out where you're at in terms of age or, you know, whatever, whatever the, the specific niche is that you define it as, did you start marketing differently? or trying to get the word out differently, put like, you know, marketing different areas or um, different businesses, whatever like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. That's a good, that's a good question, Todd. I, you know, how it, it's at least worked for me and I'll be hundred percent honest, I'm still figuring out my niche a little, like it's, uh, I'm, I, I see where it's going in terms of personal training, but for me, um, Carp, I, I know you can probably agree with this, but hundred percent honest and Todd, you probably can agree with this too, but I have clients, you know, rapport wise, I'm so much stronger with, um and it, it tends to be a certain age group and that's it's it, it, that's just what, what works for me um i know i think some people just do better with other you know certain types of people and their their age bracket so you know for me i i'm more of the you know nine to five um post-grad you know this is just kind of who i've been working with um you know one I, i'm grateful once again that that uh corporate experience because i can kind of see you know, I know those long days is like nine to five days of coming. And, you know, honestly, I'm like, man, you know, I respect the hell out of them for wanting to come see me at 530. They're driving straight from work and coming to see me. And, you know, marketability wise, I've, you know, not necessarily marketed and niche myself into that age group. But what kind of happens is, is, is we, we get these referrals, you know, they're telling their buddies. And that, that's, that's kind of how it's worked out for me just by happenstance. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's been fun and, you know, I, I'm seeing kind of where this path is taking me and I'm just kind of riding along for right now, but, um, I'm definitely, you know, figuring out my niche as I, as I go along. So. Yeah. It probably helps that that demographic is like the most active on social media and stuff too. Like a lot of people that you're working with and reaching, um, this is kind of, I I just thought of this off the top of my head, but it's funny, kind of a funny question because one of the things, um, Corey Geo always talks about when, you know, we ever talk about business or whatever, he always, it's it's always better for him when he looks better. Like if he's, you know, he's got he's got abs yeah. he's ripped up. He's in he's doing the bodybuilding, you know, cover shoot, perhaps whatever. 
have you, have you, have you figured out anything like that that is like better for your, for your sales or anything like that in terms of like when you're stronger, is it better? Or when you look better, is it better? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, like I said, my, my, my demo is kind of this 25 to 40. I mean, they're all using social media as my, my 40 year olds are using social media. They love it. So, you know, the way I see it is like, you know, Mondays, tomorrow we're going to deadlift, you know, some days I'll have a good deadlift day and, and then I, I'll train a client at 637, 30, and they've already been on social media in the morning. And they're like, they're like, oh, Zach, you just dead, deadlifted this and you're coming to train me. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's cool. And, you know, I, I, I see it as my clients knowing that I'm living what I'm teaching. And, you know, I think, you know, it, <laughs> I hope there's no fat personal trainers out there, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got to practice what we preach, man. I mean, we have to live this. We have to be healthy. We have, <laughs> you know, that's the way I see it. And, you know, I think, the reach you can get on social media, it, it makes my rapport with my current clients even deeper and better already. Cause they know that, you know, I'm getting up early, I'm training before I'm coming to see them. And I think that's what builds that relationship stronger with my current clients and the new ones I will go get, you know, they just know I'm working just as hard as they are and that they believe in me. And once again, I believe in them. So that's kind of how I, I view the social media game. It's just, you know, living what I preach and what I teach them because, you know, they see me do exercises on my Instagram and they're like, oh, we're doing this too. I saw this earlier on Instagram and, you know, they just know I'm not, you know, pulling out these exercises from wherever. I mean, I'm giving them what I'm doing. So that's, that's kind of how I, I, I use the, use the social media. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're spot on though. Like you said, like living it, being out at the forefront, obviously there's different levels to the things and, you know, people are, you know, your client sees you deadlift right before you come train them. They're fucking excited because they're like, if you guys, I don't think people realize how, I don't want to say like uh, surreal is the word that keeps coming to mind still, but when people like thank me for their time, it still blows my mind because like, I just want to say no, thank you. Like when someone pays you for your time, it's just still like, I don't know, it's just still blows my mind that someone would value my opinion or my knowledge or my experience enough to literally pay me money for me to fucking hang out with them for an hour and kick their ass. Like I bust my ass day in and day out, but like they're there for an hour and I'm beating their ass at the gym and they're loving it and they're paying me for it. And <laughs> to see them, you know, when they get to see you do the same thing online right before they come in, they're walking into the gym excited already because, you know, like you said, you're living it and you're practicing what you preach. And it's going to push them more as opposed, you know, and as far as like, you know, Todd saying about how Corey G says like, you know, sales are up when he looks better and stuff like that. I mean, it's a hundred percent true, but it's just, he's on a larger scale. And I used to never post anything on social media um, without me wearing like sweatpants and a hoodie. Um, part of it was because old school gym is fucking disgusting and I didn't want to touch any of the equipment <laughs> on there and I didn't want it. <laughs> I didn't want it touching my skin, so I was never going to take clothes off. But, you know, it's and it, it hasn't really transferred over directly into sales for me at this point. But there, it's night and day when I put, if I post any sort of picture when I don't have a shirt on, when I start to get these influx of, of messages from dudes asking questions about nutrition, asking questions about training, like they don't, they're not coming to me, you know, and and it sounds gay to say that I post a picture without a shirt on and all these guys are guys are sliding into my DMs, but it's the truth because if they don't see it, they have no way of knowing that you actually like do this shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird. I, I don't I don't post any uh any shirtless pictures and my my business is booming. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, I'm sure I can find a few on your Instagram. I know where they're at. Yeah, I haven't posted them in a while, but I actually have my shirt up at the gym for the first time doing my uh, my pre-picture for the I Want Abs contest, and I was very embarrassed. Um, that's right. That's way off track. Right. We, we don't we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> but no, so Zach, what's that? One before we get away from this, though, one yeah. one thing to keep in mind is. You know, you can't really decide your niche. I feel like your niche almost decides you unless you're just a boss. Um, and when that happens and when you start to recognize and kind of peel back the layers and figure out where your main demographic is, now you can take that information and put that into your Facebook ads or your Instagram ads or your sponsored ads when you're actually putting money into advertising. In the beginning, it's hard to pay money for advertising on social media because you don't, you're not making money. But when you start making money, you got to start putting it back in your business. And if you don't know how to put money back in your business, you need to figure it out. And a lot of that is through sponsored or Facebook ads or Instagram ads. 
Well, now if I know my demographic and I know who's coming to me for training and who I resonate with the most, now I can go pinpoint that target audience on Facebook and I'm not wasting money throwing, you know, a net into the whole fucking ocean trying to catch everything in the sea. I know exactly where the fish are that I need to catch and I can just throw my net right there. So once you figure that out, you have to recognize it. And the sooner you recognize a niche or specialty, the sooner you recognize it, the better, because now you're not going to be wasting time and money trying to find people that you're not going to work with anyway. Yeah, here's, here's, the, here's the thing. Your niche is what you're best at, so do that, <laughs> you know? That's, That's what's going to make you, do the best for you and make you the most money, so do that. Yeah, I think kind of going off that too, I think one thing I've found a lot of uh, – that's helped me quite a bit is when I kind of found that, like, like I said, my niche is pretty wide in terms of age because the people, the patients, the patients I've worked with have been, you know, anywhere from, you know, some of the elementary kids at the high school all the way up to pretty old, older guys at the gym. Um, one thing that's helped me out quite a bit is because I, I like to work with like bodybuilders, powerlifters, because I, you know, I kind of know some of the training and I just enjoy being around the sports. And one thing that's helped me out quite a bit is, I've re I've tried to learn and reach out to other people who have the same niche as me. Um, it's like, I, I've been having some really good conversations with a guy who's going to work, uh, you know, sports medicines, uh, healthcare stuff at the Arnold this, this March. And I might be helping out a little bit there and, and other things like that, which are really cool. Um, so I, I think col collaborating with people who have the same niche, niche as you can help out quite a bit because not only are you experiencing more of what they do, but you, you can learn from somebody, especially if it's somebody who's had a lot of success, you can learn from them as well. Like, I mean, obviously we've all done that with Corey. It applies, it applies to you guys a little bit more than it does me, but I mean, the, the, the general concepts are still the same. Um, do you, you guys have anything to add on that? Because I got another question after we uh, talk about that. Yeah, I just, I actually just started doing that and I just realized that like two days ago where I used to like, I've probably said it on here before, like infographics used to fucking drive me up a wall and like certain things like tendencies on Instagram used to drive me fucking insane. And these people that are killing it in the game, hundreds of thousands of Instagram followers, whatever they're doing, they're changing a fuck ton of lives and they're doing it really, really well. And they've figured that out. But some of the things they used to do just annoyed the shit out of me. But I see myself now I used to not follow or pay attention to any of them just because personally they annoyed me. Now I find myself like really interested in what they're doing because I understand why they're doing it and whether or not people agree with it or like it, they're making a difference. They're making an impact. And I'm learning things from these big influencers or these big fitness names online um, without actually, you know, without actually meeting them in person. I'm, and I'm taking away not necessarily 100% of their information that they're sharing, but like their techniques or their strategies or how they're talking to people or the content they're producing or just different things. Um, when, now that I kind of know where I'm at and, the, you know, my demographic, I'm kind of now resonating more towards learning from some of these other names um, in the industry or not the industry, but online, as opposed to like the guys that I came into. So like, obviously I'm always going to learn from Corey, you know, Corey G forever. Um, but I'm like picking up bits and pieces of information from these other people that I never would have gave the time of day to you know, a year or two ago. I, I, I know you guys probably do the same thing, but I actually, I follow people on Instagram and groups and pages that, you know, obviously I think the content for what they post, but I, I follow them specifically about how they market themselves. And, um, I have a few of those people I follow on Instagram that, I mean, some of them are random random products and I, I just like the way how they maneuver uh on social media i mean I, I that's the sole reason i follow and i'm sure you guys do the same thing just to kind of cap off your thought Corey. yeah so zach i, I mean if, if you were talking to somebody who you know that person who is, is struggling with you know like let's say they're super smart they're ripped up they're they're good at personal training but they're for whatever reason they're just not they're not doing well you know selling what they're able to do like what like what's something you would give them advice about because i know a couple of guys like this that um they, they're they're very good but they don't necessarily whether whether it's a confidence issue like you said or they're just not sure how to go about it like what what's what's a piece of advice you give to them the the thing that helped me most was when i kind of did some i guess internal perspective on myself and, and, and realize that there was things holding me back, you know, whether it be the corporate job or, you know, some type of belief in myself once again, or what have it, um, you know, 
there was something in my life holding me back that why I wasn't fully succeeding. And I cut that out or cut me out in one instance, but it, it, it was something that I had to look for and take out of my life. And it was able to let me move forward. So I, I, I would encourage everyone to, you know, do some self-assessment and see what exactly is going on in their life and like, why aren't they being successful? Because you know, I, I always believe, and, you know, Corey instilled this in us, and he said, how, he says how, you know, anyone can do it. You just have to work, and, you know, that's the way I see it. So, you know, I don't care where you're from, what you, you know, what you look like, what you do, but you, you can make it happen. Just make it happen, and, you know, you have to be dedicated to that sole purpose. You know, my, my heart was getting pulled a bunch of different ways, you know. You know, I honestly, three years ago, I was like, I would never be a personal trainer. I love lifting weights, but I would never be a personal trainer. And look at me now. I just love lifting weights, so I had to be around it more. And, you know, I, I'm trying to get really good at one thing and pass it along. And that's kind of, <laughs> that's how I see my life is like just wanting to be around weights and pass it along to as many people as I can. And, you know, that's my, that's my, my path. So, you know, just execute and, and take out any any external things that are, are pulling you in the wrong direction because i know we all have these regardless of where we're at in life but but minimize those and, and move forward yeah two things came to my mind and the first one i'll say is um something along the lines of um where you focus your energy and we touched on it briefly in the last episode um, and if you're having trouble selling personal training, um, but you know your shit and maybe you're a good trainer um, or maybe you're ripped up or maybe you're strong or whatever it is and you're having trouble selling, maybe you're not focusing on the right things. Maybe instead of focusing on why other people aren't very good, you need to focus more on why you are good. Um, instead of telling people why they shouldn't work with someone else, tell them why they should work with you. Um, things of that nature. I don't think that that message is getting put across the right way. And I think a lot of, people are coming from negative space so much um, and refocusing and coming at things from the positive space makes such a huge difference. Um, one of the first things I ever learned from Corey Gregory um, about personal training is, you know, out of a 24 hour day, that one hour that that client spends with you is probably going to be the best hour of their day. People's jobs suck. People's home lives suck. People's relationships suck. People hate their fucking life. And this isn't me being an asshole. This is just me saying that's just how life is. It's a negative place. And that one hour that people get to spend with you could very well be the highlight of their day. And the one thing I tell myself every single day, seven times a day, every hour before I open up the door and let someone in my gym is I'm going to make this the best fucking hour of their day. And if you focus on doing that and focus on the positive side of everything, um, I think I don't think you have to worry about sales because I think they'll take care of themselves. Yeah. I, Corey, man, that's, that's a hundred percent spot on. I, when it all changed for me was when I realized that everyone is taking time out of their day to come see me. Like you said, I, I couldn't fathom that at first. And then when I realized like, Oh my God, I can, I can impact their day in this one hour. I was like, let's go. I mean, that that's when honestly business started booming for me. I get more referrals. I mean, I was outwardly portraying positive energy. I mean, to be honest with you guys, I just think everyone's so freaking negative. <laughs> you know, there's so much negativity around. It's like, you know, we all have, you know, shit going on, but man, let's just be positive. And I mean, I only get to see these people an hour a day, maybe a couple times, three times a week, but <laughs> I'm going to put out as much positivity as I can and, you know, you know change their life as much as I can. And that, hey, that's, I mean, when I'm, when I'm portraying that energy outward, that's, that's when things are going best, you know, for me. And the spinoff of that too, Todd, I'll let you, I want you to hop into, but the spinoff of that is we're talking about being positive and being energetic and being happy and being the best hour of their day. That is all well and true, but you can't fake it either. So the other piece that came to my mind is authenticity and I know we definitely were going to talk about this at some point and being yourself and being true to who you are. Um, I, I just, um, the gym owner of the gym I'm at now, he kind of mentors the trainers to try to help them along too. And he talked about this just the other day and you have to be true to yourself and you have to be yourself. You can't fake it, but look at your personality as a scale of one through five. 
So yes, I'm going to be myself and I'm going to talk like I do on this podcast and I'm going to throw F words around and I'm not, you know, I'm not going to fake it, but here's the thing. There's a one quarry and there's a five quarry and there's a two, three and a four. And you can't be, I can't be at a level five quarry motherfucking everything all day, every day, because I want to be authentic and true to myself. If I'm training someone that's, you know, a 61 year old female, um, very proper, blah, blah, blah. I can still be myself and be genuine without mother effing everything. But if I'm training um, a guy that's 23 years old and he's going for a squat PR, I'm going to get this fucking ear and chew him out. So you can still be yourself, but you have to recognize the levels of yourself or the layers of your onion that you're going to portray to people. And it's not that you're being fake. It's just that you have to be self-aware enough or socially aware enough to know how to interact with each individual. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't want to rehash a lot of what you guys said. I, I think one of the, one of the really challenging things of me, me compared to what you guys do is usually the hour, half hour of rehab is not the best hour of somebody's day because they're there because they're hurt and they're, you know, they're obviously not happy about being hurt. Um, and what I really, the, one of the, one of the things I try to do the most is before I see someone, I try to put myself in their place because I've had, you know, various ailments, injuries, nothing, nothing, nothing ever super serious. Um, but try to try to try to get in their mindset of, you know, being, being, I try to think back to, to my most recent injury and just think, man, like I'm depressed. I can't do everything I want to do. Um, you know, like laying down on my couch hurts, turning the steering wheel, my car hurts. Um, so I try to put myself in, in their head, but, and so, I mean, sometimes it, it, may, it makes it rough because it takes you back to like, you know, you can be in a pretty dark place when you're injured, depending on what the injury is. But, um, if you're able to empathize with where they're at, I think no matter what the, no matter what profession you're in, it can, it can just do, do great things for how you can make them feel. Because if you know how, if you know how they're feeling and where their, where their mental is, um, you can just be very much, very more, very much more effective. I can't talk right now, but you can be way more effective for, for the results that you're going to get them. And then that just like snowballs in terms of the referrals and word of mouth and everything you get down the road. Um, so, I mean, I think, I think that's one of the biggest keys there. Todd, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. But my my back was actually healed like three months ago. I just love spending time with you. I kept coming to see you. <laughs> like you said, Todd, though, it is more challenging because your your experience with your clients is going to be different than ours might be. But that's even more, I think, I don't want to say fun, but it's more of a challenge because if you could turn their day around or maybe not even turn their day around because it sucks, but if if they're not as mentally matured or developed as you are, because as we all know, like this is what we live and breathe and do every day is develop our minds and try to become better and stronger and, and well-rounded or open-minded or strong-willed. If you can give like that's, that could be your, you know, that could be your purple cow and that, you know, when they go to these other trainers or if they were to go to another rehab specialist, they're going to get the facts and they're going to get fixed and they're going to get this. But when they come to you, they get their mind developed while they're getting their back fixed and they're getting this mindset and this positivity and this, you know, this other things that they don't get when they go somewhere else. So it's almost like it could be a challenge or that could be, you know, kind of your in the AT world, your niche is that you have this other, you know, weapons in your arsenal that other trainers don't. Yeah, I, I just if if I can if I can get one person who comes to see me that to realize that somebody who doesn't know their body very well, like a lot, you know, like I, when I work with Zach, like obviously Zach knows his body really well. But if somebody comes in, they you know they're not super active or this and that, and I can get them to realize that pain can be a good thing because it's showing you that you need, you need to change something or give your body and your brain different inputs, and they just that clicks something for them then I've done, I've partially done my job for the day because it gets them to see pain as not a negative, but a positive that just change, change has to be made. So um, it's a, it's a big mental game, but uh, it's, it is, it's, it's a lot of fun. All right. So kind of back, <laughs> we're, we're all over the place with this, but I'm interested to see Zach, another question for you in terms of the, I keep coming back to the selling stuff, but um, like I, like I said, at the beginning, I've, I've, bought a few audio books and try to try to listen to some podcasts, which didn't work out very well because they're super dry. Um, but I really haven't found like a great, I, there was one that I, it was, it was good to listen to, but it still didn't teach me a ton. Like, do you have any like audio books or any kind of development resources you recommend for someone who that, that has helped you or something you think could help someone? 
Yeah. Um, you know, book book wise, I I actually like to read a lot of fiction too. I don't do it enough as much as I want to, but I really enjoy reading fiction. I, I guess my, my reasoning for that is um I, I think a lot of us get away from uh our imaginary senses and you know, I, I think that's so crucial in selling and and I haven't, to be honest with you guys, really connected why, you know, having a good imagination is, is good for, you know, selling. But I think it's something to do with being creative. So I try to read a lot of fiction, nonfiction, like, gee, my, you know, Think and Grow Rich is my go-to. Um, you know, I kind of look at that as like, you know, the book I keep on my, my, my shelf next to my bed. And, you know, I keep that one close. But, you know, my big advice for anyone, you know, for development-wise, and something that really helped me is, I was lucky enough growing up, I was in jobs always, even in high school, college, that I was always around people. And I, and I encourage I encourage people just to go talk to people and, and learn how to speak. I took this class freshman year, it was an oral communications class, and everyone tried to avoid it. I know some people that waited until their last year to take it because you had to give speeches in front of class in front of your class. And one of the last assignments was to speak in front of your class without anything in front of you and, and, and tell a story or something like this. And, and so many people were afraid and I was afraid to be honest, but when, when I learned to talk to people one-on-one in groups and stuff like that, I, le- I learned how to, how to be around and, and how to, and really just how to present myself. And I think when people learn how to present themselves correctly, they can sell. I mean, that, that's, that's my best advice is just is learn how to talk and speak to people and, you know, learn to understand and emphasize and and, and, and just, you know, connect with people. That's that's my best advice. And especially in a world we live in now, too, especially people listen to this coming up that are even younger than us. Um, it's such a technology world that people don't know how to talk anymore. Um, people don't want to talk on the phone. They don't want to talk in person. They want to text. They want to email. You know, they want to Snapchat, but they really don't want to have a conversation I had someone send me a message and they were interested in online training. And I said, when would be a good time to set up a phone call? So we could discuss all the details and talk it out. And she's like, can't you just send me an email? I don't want to talk on the phone. And I was like, no, I'm sorry, that isn't, this isn't going to work. And we haven't had a conversation yet because I, I didn't send her the, the information in the email because she didn't want to talk on the phone. But like but to get back to the main point is, it's such an, a rarity anymore for people to have, be able to have a face-to-face conversation or to look someone in the eyes, you know, just to do that basic shit, you already stand out. Yeah. I, I think one, one of the most interesting things to me about kind of staying on this, on this topic is if you ever, if you ever watched like older, older people have conversations, like yeah. I'm talking like oh, yeah. 40, 50, 60 years old, probably. And even, I mean, obviously even older, the amount of eye contact between those two people in a conversation is a hundred times more than if it's people our age talking. And I always find that really interesting because they were brought up in where everything is a one-to-one, you know, one-to-one uh, relationship. Like you, you, you talk to people, you look them in the eye, you shake their hand. And that's something that our generation and hopefully it gets better because it, we just don't do a good job of that at all. One of the most powerful things in the world is 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 positive and correct eye contact. I mean, it seriously. I I had a, I had a professor at Capital who who taught us how how important it is to make good eye contact. And it, seriously, I I was like kind of shy a little bit more, and then once I learned how to correct, <laughs> I mean, seriously, it, it seems so simple and benign, but it, it it's true. And not to get too, um, I don't even know what this word is, and I don't want to say it's science-ish or whatever, but mirroring people's body language. So obviously, if you're setting the tone and you're in charge of the, the body language in the room and you're standing there with your arm, I mean, I think you can openly stand with your arms crossed and be comfortable and inviting. But if you're hunched over with your arms crossed, you're not giving a very inviting message. But let's flip it and let's just say you're having a consultation one-on-one, whether you're standing or sitting across from your you know your your potential client or whoever you're talking to it doesn't have to be a client you know what i mean um, but you and, and humans do this without even realizing it but you mirror people's body language so if you're talking to the person and they run their fingers through their hair you're more likely to do the same 
if one person is, is sitting with an open stance with their legs more spread apart, you're going to do the same if they have their legs crossed. You mirror body language without even realizing it. But once you actually learn about that a little bit more, it kind of can learn to maneuver that. If the person is in a certain position or they're moving a certain way with their body, that's how they're comfortable. And if you move the same way that they move, it makes them feel more comfortable being, being around you because you're, you have similar characteristics. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, we're, we're all talking about, you know, basically psychology right now. And to be honest, one of my big regrets is not taking more psychology classes in college. I mean, that's what this is. I mean, selling is psychology and, and like knowing yourself and knowing your surroundings. Yeah. It's something that I, I wish I would have taken more as well as that. I think it would have been very helpful because at any time you have a, an interaction with someone, you're dealing with how they're, how they think their emotions. I mean, every past experience they've ever had, everything, everything, you know, everything before us leads up to this very moment. So, I mean, everything plays a role in every conversation, interaction you have. So um, it's, it is a really cool thing. And I mean, there, there's development we can do on that as well, which I don't know. I don't know what that would be, but um, selling is definitely a psychological thing for sure. So I appreciate your insight on that, Zach. Tark, do you have anything else for him? No, I just kind of want to see, do you have any, any takeaways in terms of your experience between lifetime to chisel to say either being a hundred percent your own gym or anything like that? Like how does it work? Cause we have a lot of people that are getting into training and, and we kind of almost recommended them go to a corporate gym at first, which is kind of like what you did to kind of learn the ropes from the back end. Um, any, what are some key takeaways for people that are thinking about getting into training um, from lifetime to chisel and, and some pointers for them? Yeah. So, you know, I, my route was, I would say maybe interesting, you know, I was at lifetime fitness. I was specifically selling gym memberships. So, you know, it, whether it was, you know, trying to do an add on with personal training, you know, I worked with the personal trainers, but I was not personal training anyone, but I got to see the whole selling process. Okay. So I go from there. Now I'm at this chisel gym where it's just me and the owner, you know, the selling process is done through me. I'm selling my personal training. I don't sell personal training for my owner. He doesn't sell personal training for me. It's my direct business. I'm training out of his gym. Okay. So that was my route. Um, I am feel very fortunate for my time at the big box gym because I got to see how that worked um, in terms of how a bigger gym handles uh, clientele. Um, I'm thankful for that. I would never want to run a gym like that. Um, It's more focused on volume. It's more focused on how many people can we get in. Um, But with that said, I think this can be super beneficial for someone. I know you guys are talking about this on the last podcast. Uh, someone just coming out of school and needing just to get the hours. Um, I mean, you're going to see a lot of faces through that time. You know, it might not be uh, the deepest, you know, rapport building connection. You know, you may not see these clients for super long, but you're going to see a lot of faces. You're going to get a lot of face time. So it can be super beneficial. Um, you know, from what I saw from the selling point, I, I think it can be helpful to a young personal trainer. Um, where I'm at now is I'm kind of in this weird space where, I'm at this guy's gym. I'm not renting. I'm his employee. Um, but it's as pretty much close as I can to get to be renting my own space. Um, and it's been super beneficial. I mean, I've got to learn a lot about how a small studio gets to be run. Um, you know, I kind of see it as a, a you know, an apprenticeship a little bit. You know, I get to see uh, a lot of stuff like that. I mean, he has clients that have been with him for years. and It's, it's cool to see. Um, I mean, they've grown up with him too it's 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 been fortunate for me and that's kind of been my process and you know i don't think necessarily there's a best or bad place to start but i I just encourage people to whatever situation you're in find the guy who's making the shots and just ask him questions i mean just like how does this work you know what are you doing you know annoy him a little bit honestly i I mean that's that's what i did i just asked a lot of questions and i continue to do so and it's it's reaping its benefits for me and I'm learning as much as I can because that's, that's the phase I see my life in right now is a learning phase. And, you know, I'm trying to learn as much as I can. Yeah. I think that's what, that's kind of what 
like one of the answers we had to one of the questions last week were just basically like you need to get out there and learn like you're going to do you're going to work you're going to learn for a lot a lot like a long time and not make any money doing it um yep. for a lot of, whether it's internships or you know apprenticeships or whatever but some of my most beneficial learning has been when i've when i went to dr kelly's office and just watched him work for eight hours and you know like obviously i'm not gonna pay for that but the the uh the, the value and knowledge that i learned um from, from things was more more valuable than you know making money so that, that's just very invaluable so before we get out of here um Zach, let's uh, give everyone your info, you know, whether it's email, Instagram, um, whatever it is, where can people find you if they have questions, if they want to hit you up for a personal online training or just watch you deadlift with your shirt off or whatever. <laughs> you guys want my AIM or my MySpace? <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about that day, how there used to be AIM. But uh, Instagram's at Zach underscore Matheny. M-A-T-H-E-N-Y. Um, I'm pretty, that's probably my most active spot. Um, you know, I just want to shout out to OPBA and Tyler Treadway. We got that coming up. And, you know, for anyone out there that, you know, is ripped up and is strong, you know, this is the competition for you. So, um, you know, look forward to that. That's uh, coming in April. Um, we're going to have a good competition this year. I think uh, Todd's going to be a part of it in some shape or form. Carp, i still waiting to get some some oil on you, get you up there. So, <laughs> so um, just be on the lookout for the OPBA. But yeah, anyone, please. Um, you know, I've had a kind of an interesting route. Uh, I'm thankful for it every day. Um, and, uh, you know, it's not the route I thought I was going to go, but I'm so, so happy where I'm at. And lucky to have two good friends to share this podcast with today on Sunday. So, you know, reach out to me. I'd be, be happy to help you guys in any way I can. So. That's awesome, man. Thank you. Um, before we before we officially hop off here, if you had 30 seconds to put one thought out into the world and it live on forever, what would it be? Yes, I love this. Okay. So just to touch on what we said earlier is, you know, I, I'm learning. I'm still learning this a lot, but just try, try to wake up and, you know, smile and put as much positivity as you can out there. And, and Carp, like you touched on, I mean, I, I definitely have days where I'm at a one and I feel like I should be at a 10. And sometimes maybe I try to tough it up and get up to a five, but you know, even on our bad days, it's, it's okay to feel bad. It's okay to feel down. It's that's okay. But, you know, just, just know that that positivity around you is going to be bring out the best in everyone, you know, portray that out and just be as positive as we can and, and just help people. I think the more we learn to help and spread positivity is, uh, is, is that's just what we need right now, guys. And I think, you know, the more we can do that as people, uh, the more, and the more we'll attract. So spread it. All right, guys, we want to thank you for tuning into the show. We hope you enjoyed it and took something from it. If you did, please give us a rating and a positive comment on iTunes. If you're on Instagram right now, screenshot this episode and post it on your story. We would love to interact with you and get your thoughts. So be sure to tag us on your picture at Todd Sports Med and at Core Fit. Thank you again, and we'll catch you next time.